Do you worry about how your child will come out of this pandemic? Are you concerned about what your relationship will look like in a month or two? And have you thought about which parenting decisions may have the largest impact in the long run for your family? So the big question is this, how do we navigate through the mountain of overwhelming, often contradictory and sometimes false parenting information we find online? What parenting information should you believe and apply and what should you reject? That is the big question and in this podcast we will help you understand what underlies your child's behavior and explain how to react in a way that favors your child's optimal development. I'm Alexandra Scherzer and welcome to the Wise Parenting Podcast. We're going to talk about some main take-home messages we address throughout our series on how to parent during uncertain times as we wrap up the series today. We know that parents have been struggling for a few weeks now, and many are looking for guidance, for answers, for ways to get onto a better path moving forward. We hear you. We read the questions you post online, the comments you make on other parents' posts, the parenting articles you share on social media, and the blog posts you tag your friends in. We understand that many of you have shifted from a position of shock and awe where self-isolation with your family was something you were trying to make sense of and just keep up with, to accepting what your family looks like in self-isolation, that most families are experiencing similar challenges that you are, and settling into what has now become your new normal. For most of you, you are now settled into whatever your new routine is, probably far from what you imagined it might look like at the onset of this crisis, but you've settled in nonetheless. As always, but maybe more now than ever, we want you to feel clearer and more confident about your parenting decisions. We want you to understand what's going on in your child's head, how best to respond to him, and how your parenting influences his reactions, and how his reactions influence your parenting. We want you to focus on the most important aspects that you do have control over right now, so that you can lead your family out of a space of chaos and overwhelm, and into a space of harmony. We want you to know that it is possible to do this, and the more you understand what's going on, why family members are responding in a certain way, why you're reacting the way you are, and what you can do to start to change your family's path, the more likely you will be able to reach this space of harmony for your family. Living more harmoniously means being clear about your role as a parent and the role that you play in your relationship with your significant other. Living more harmoniously also requires consistently checking in to see how you're doing and where you may be able to do better. You shouldn't feel that you are succeeding or failing during this time. Living more harmoniously is a journey, not an end goal. So throughout our short series, we looked at many aspects that are affecting parents and families at the moment. Although we are all living through a global pandemic, you still have control over certain aspects of your life. In fact, very important aspects that you should take control over. Doing so will help influence positive short and long-term outcomes for your family. 
Doing so, in part, is how you can begin, or ensure you continue, to live more harmoniously. Despite us living through a global pandemic, the importance of parenting in such a way that reinforces and helps to maintain secure attachment, with everything that that involves, remains crucial. In fact, it's during uncertain times that it becomes even more important to hone in on the key aspects of parenting that will help your child to feel safe, secure, seen, and heard. Parenting to help maintain secure attachment is, in part, how you can begin, or ensure you continue, to live more harmoniously. And so, here are some of the take-home messages from our series on how to parent during uncertain times. For greater detail about each of these points, longer descriptions, and more examples, be sure to listen back to the other episodes in this series, which spans from episodes 32 to 36. So let's start with your relationship. Your relationship will set the tone for so much in your home. How you feel stems largely from how healthy your relationship is how your children feel as well. We are all influenced by the atmosphere around us, how family members treat each other, how well or poorly they communicate, how everyone interacts, etc. The bottom line is that the health of your relationship has a great impact on your personal life, of course, but it also has a strong impact on your child's development. So what can you do to prevent your relationship from taking a hit during self-isolation? not only for your sake, but also for your children's sakes? As we discuss, the best way to work on the health of your relationship is to focus on finding some common, positive ground. And the way to find common, positive ground largely comes down to communicating well or better. We've all heard that communication is the key to a successful relationship. It's true in normal times, and even more true during uncertain times like now, when greater strains and stresses are put on each person and on the relationship. The first way to find common positive ground and communicate better is to make an effort to be in tune with how the other is feeling. In fact, we underline the importance of being in tune with how the other is feeling about how your responsibilities in the house are being divided. It's important to communicate about what your expectations are of each other. Routines and schedules have changed drastically, and what is happening in homes right now is somewhat parallel to what happens when a couple welcomes their first baby. In today's case, the adjustment period was literally from one day to the next, as opposed to several months when a couple becomes parents for the first time. But the main issue remains. There are now more responsibilities to take care of in a day, and these are added on to responsibilities that exist already. More to do in the same amount of time. Working with your significant other to find a certain comfort level in the new division of labor, the who does what aspect of each day, is necessary to help prevent your relationship from taking a hit. So, discussing openly and frequently about how best to find positive common ground with your new normal, with what each of you expects of each other, with what each of you feels capable of taking on during this extreme time, will all help to prevent negative thoughts and emotions from piling up. And we discussed how to do this for the best outcome, which we'll repeat in a moment. Discussing openly and frequently about 
who does what, will help you to find positive ground. It will also work toward making you feel like you are a team, that you are allies in this. This has great benefits in normal circumstances, but especially so during a pandemic when families are being asked to self-isolate for weeks on end. The second way that you can find common positive ground with your significant other and communicate better is to be aware of your own behavior. More specifically, how much are you contributing to a positive relationship? There are many ways that you can contribute, and we discuss five in which you can start to get onto a better path and build a healthier relationship, even during this pandemic. The first way is to express positive encouragement to one another. Telling your significant other that you notice their efforts, that something impressed you, that you appreciate something they did, or even that you notice something specific that they did, etc., will make the other feel heard and feel appreciated. What sometimes happens is that when you feel stressed and filled with negative emotions, it becomes very difficult to tell your significant other something of this nature. So if this is how you're feeling, start small. Start with a simple comment and go on from there. The second way that you can contribute to a positive relationship is to express yourself with I statements. When people get stressed and overwhelmed, even angry, accusations start to fly and communication deteriorates as a result. So concentrate on starting your sentence with I. For specific examples, be sure to listen back to episode 36. And when you make an I statement, it's very important to be sure to express yourself with direct statements. Again, we gave several examples of these in our previous episode, number 36, on this topic. Now, a third way that you can contribute to a positive relationship is to remain polite with each other. This may sound too simple or unimportant, but often, when negative emotions are at play, courtesy is the first thing to disappear. It may sound trivial, but being polite, thanking or apologizing for particular actions helps the other to feel seen, to feel heard, and to feel appreciated. And these feelings are part of what keeps your bond positive and strong during trying times. The fourth way that you can contribute to a positive relationship is to pay attention to how much you really listen when the other is speaking. Ask yourself, am I really listening? Or am I thinking up how I'm going to respond while the other person's talking? Am I preparing my defense or my arguments instead of really listening? Pay attention. Do you express clearly to the other person that you are on their side and that you are their ally? Whether you agree with them or not, you can and should remain their ally. And this relates back to our very first point about being in tune with your significant other and openly discussing the new division of who does what in the home. As you discuss what each of you expects, which extra responsibilities each of you will take on, which responsibilities each of you need some help with, coming to the table with a mindset of being a team, working together, and being allies in this crisis will work to determine how well you will adapt to the ever-changing circumstances of this pandemic together and how healthy your relationship will remain. 
The fifth and last way that we discuss that you can contribute to a positive relationship is by imagining that your interactions are part of a ping pong game. We elaborated on this point in the previous episode, episode 36, but the message remains that the healthier the relationship is, the more frequent the serves and volleys are, and the faster the returns. What this means is that you speak to each other and you are available for each other. If you're finding your communication strained and tense, then working on your ping pong game, so to speak, is another good way to contribute to a positive relationship. It will help you to work on communicating better. So in episode 36, we discuss these five ways that you can help contribute to a positive relationship. And then we talked about two other ways that will help you to communicate better in general, and especially during times of stress and overwhelm. These are to keep in touch with supportive friends and family, and to carve out some quiet time for yourself. It's also important to give your significant other opportunities to do the same. Both of these acts will help you both return to each other and to the family with a new perspective, perhaps even with a weight partly lifted. And this will help each of you to communicate more positively and more patiently with the other. Now, we understand that today's circumstances are quite exceptional, and the time you can allot to keeping in touch with supportive friends and family and carving out alone time for yourself may not be much, but some is definitely better than none and should be something you are very mindful of on a daily basis. This was a large section on your relationship. The point here? Maintaining a healthy relationship with your significant other is the foundation to creating a more harmonious family life. Aside from how it works to shape your home atmosphere that you and your children will be greatly influenced by, it is what sets the stage for you to be able to parent in a way that helps to maintain secure attachment, to model positive ways of expressing negative emotions, and to model how people treat each other during times of stress and tension. So now, turning away from your relationship with your significant other and turning to your role as a parent during these uncertain times. Regardless of what is going on in the world around us, your job as a parent doesn't stop. Your child will continue to need you. He will need you in different ways and most likely need more from you in uncertain and difficult times. There are some aspects of your parenting that you can hone in on for the best short and long-term outcomes, not only for your children, but for your family as a whole. Although it may feel at times as though you have lost control, in previous episodes we discussed some aspects that you do have control over and that you should focus on, especially now. Doing so will help to ground you and your family. That being said, it's important to be aware of how you take control. Modeling calm control over recent changes in routine and home life is paramount, because how you take control may indeed have lasting effects on your child's emotional development. One of the main points throughout our series on how to parent during uncertain times is that it's important to take control over the aspects that you can take control over, but it's greatly important to do so while being emotionally available to your child. So what does this mean? It means that it's crucial for you to parent in such a way that your child hears you 
loud and clear that you are listening to him, that you understand how he feels, that you are here to help him feel safe and secure, and that you will set new boundaries, new rules, and a new routine that align with his emotional and cognitive development. In other words, it's important to make him feel as comfortable as possible with the changes in his life, whatever they may be. Throughout our series, we discussed the importance of and how you can be emotionally available in various contexts, with particular attention to some very specific circumstances given the threat of COVID-19. Here is some of what we discussed and explained. Again, if you would like more details, more explanations, more descriptions, please listen back to episodes 32 through 36. So number one, you have control over the routine, the boundaries, and the expectations in your home. You have control over how you're going to lead your child through this challenge by setting clear boundaries and expectations and rules within a new routine at home with your family. Our days have routines. This was true before the pandemic, and it is still true today. Whatever the routine looks like, our days are taking on new shape, with a new rhythm and new pace. After a few weeks of self-isolation, there is now consistency and a sense of normalcy to our new routine and daily rhythm. Routines are predictable, comforting, and reassuring. This is true for our children, but it's also true for us the parents. In fact, a solid routine is more than a nice way to help your young child get through the day with greater ease. It is a lifeline out of anxiety for him. It is really that important. Within the new routine that your family is settling into, you also have control over introducing new rules and new expectations in your home, now that most, if not all, family members are together all day. And you have control over adapting your new routine and expectations as circumstances change. It is well worth your time and effort to set clear and consistent boundaries and expectations for your children. The thing is that children count on their parents to make clear rules, to give them boundaries, to have expectations. They count on their parents to make important decisions. They count on them to lead. It may not always look as though they are counting on us to make decisions, and they often don't act as though they want us to make decisions and hold our ground, but they do. Especially when they're very young, they need this from us and count on us for it. It is, in part, what makes them feel safe, feel secure, even as they protest, have tantrums, and resist. Above all, your boundaries, rules, and expectations should be clear to your child. They should be age-appropriate and explained in words that your child understands. And remember that your child's best chance at obeying what you've laid out is when you explain the rules consistently, calmly, gently, and with empathy. Be sure to express that you understand where he's coming from if he's having difficulty adjusting to some of the new boundaries and rules. Do what you can to make it possible or easier for him to adapt to a new rule or boundary. Although it may be extremely difficult to keep your cool at times, know that this is the best and fastest road to having your children do as you want, all the while parenting for the best long-term outcomes. 
Now, we want to be especially clear here that establishing new boundaries and routines does not necessarily mean becoming stricter and firmer. It does, however, involve doing so consistently, calmly, gently, and with empathy. In fact, it may even mean relaxing old rules. Many of you have probably experienced this already. Screen time, wearing PJs all day, playing in spaces that used to not be play zones, etc. And this is another example of how important communication is with your significant other. Decide on and be clear about your priorities. What falls further down the list, given today's circumstances? Feel okay to let those go. If you're working as a team, this is far easier to do. Number two, you have control over how you respond and communicate with your child. You have control over how clearly and how calmly you express yourself to others. You have control over the words you choose. You have control over your body language, the expressions on your face, and how you express your emotions in front of and away from your children. Remember that, aside from the inborn characteristics playing their part, our children look to us for security. And every child is different, so if you have more than one child, it's probable that each of your children will need you to respond in different ways. Being emotionally available for your child is the foundation for your child to establish and maintain secure attachment. And secure attachment helps to build strong children. Parenting with empathy, understanding what's going on in his brain, being in tune with his emotional needs, and following through and responding to meet those needs accurately all define emotional availability and is the foundation for secure attachment. Many of you have noticed that your child is acting out more since the start of the pandemic. He may have started to express more negative emotions, often through negative behavior. There are many reasons for this, which we addressed in the previous episodes in our series, but the main reasons may include your child feeling tired, your child having difficulty adapting to his new routine, and your child feeling uneasy, even anxious. Tiredness, a change in routine, and feeling uneasy and anxious, especially for young children who can't express their negative emotions well in words, as an older child or an adult would, all come out in their behavior. Behavior such as whining, crying, hitting, having a tantrum, or wanting to be carried around more. Children feel secure when things occur as they got used to them occurring. They are thrown when many changes in their routine happen within a short period of time. So why are we saying that you must control how you communicate with your child? It's because children are very perceptive. They're very good at picking up on their parents' emotions, even if their parents are trying to shield them from seeing how stressed, how anxious, and how scared they really are. Your child senses your emotions, and he will take on, in large part, the same feelings he is picking up from you. And the way that children behave to feel more secure is to find ways to get attention. If they can't get sufficient positive attention, then they will seek negative attention, often by acting out, because the way that it works is that any attention, good or bad, will help them to feel secure. Moreover, secure attachment is established by the end of the first year. 
It can waver, it can change, it can even disappear over time, depending on the child's experiences. This is why it is so important to continue to parent in such a way that helps to maintain secure attachment. And the easiest way to focus on this is to focus on how emotionally available you are. So if you begin to notice an increase in negative emotions expressed in negative behavior, like a great deal more whining, crying, hitting, tantrums, or even wanting to be carried around more, then you should hone in on being more emotionally available to your child. You have control over how you respond and how you communicate with your child, and this is really when it will count. We understand that given today's circumstances, you may feel you are giving all that you can, but giving him more time and more positive attention, more patience, expressing greater empathy for how he is feeling, etc., will help him to feel more secure and will eventually help to improve his behavior. It will lead to a more harmonious family dynamic, even in times of stress. In past episodes in this series, we discussed helping your child to develop strong coping and recovery skills, as well as what spurs anxieties and fears in young children. The take-home message always comes back to the same point. How you respond and communicate with your child, how emotionally available you are to him, is a very important aspect that you have control over in your parenting. Your child's inborn characteristics are always playing a role and you don't have control over those. There are also various external factors that you have little or no control over. But parenting and how emotionally available you are is a large factor in your child's development that you actually have control over. So number three, you are always modeling for your child. This is very true and probably has a bigger influence than you realize. With respect to today's circumstances, you are showing your children day in and day out how to express your negative emotions. For instance, that you miss getting together with your friends in a positive way. Expressing your negative emotions in a positive way means that you can manage your negative emotions like frustration, stress, fear, etc. in a way that doesn't lead to you behaving negatively. As we've said, your children are also noticing your behavior, not just your emotions. You are modeling your behavior. For older children, sharing what you are doing to feel better is a great way for them to model after you when they are faced with a challenging situation. And the fact that you are modeling behavior for your children is an important reason for you to be sure to take time for yourself, to give your significant other the opportunity to do the same, and to be in close contact with supportive friends and family. Doing so will help you to dig deeper if need be, and be more emotionally available, to manage your negative emotions positively in front of your children, to have greater patience, etc., It will help you to lead your entire family through this challenge with a more harmonious family dynamic. In conclusion, the whole world is going through something unprecedented as each country and each family faces the threat of COVID-19. Routines turned inside out and upside down. Parents stretched in more directions than they ever thought possible. Children acting out more with crying and more whining parents trying to manage their own stress and overwhelm, all while trying to keep a calm face for their family. 
These are uncertain times for sure, and parenting during a global pandemic is nothing any of us thought we would ever be doing. But here we are. Our series is intended for those of you who want to be proactive and not let the threat of COVID-19 take hold of your family in a negative way. Maybe you feel like you're struggling. Maybe you wonder if certain reactions are normal. And maybe you wonder why certain responses are occurring. Maybe you're looking for some guidance. Our main message throughout our series is that parental emotional availability is the key to building and maintaining secure attachment. And secure attachment is what will help your your child to feel safe, to help keep him feeling secure, for him not to develop fears and anxieties that he might carry with him long after the physical threat of the virus is passed, and to help him feel strong. Whether it be on a good and normal day, or whether it be in the midst of a global pandemic, focusing on being emotionally available for your child and parenting to maintain secure attachment, preferably from a strong and healthy relationship, is how you can help your child grow to be his best self. Finally, for greater detail and examples of the topics we outlined in today's episode, please listen back to the entire series, which spans episodes 32 through 36. We hope that you found today's podcast helpful. Come say hi on social. Our Facebook and Instagram accounts are at Dr. Solomon's Wisdom, all one word. You can subscribe to the Wise Parenting Podcast on any podcast app, including Spotify, the Apple and Google Podcast apps, or wherever you listen. Parenting advice keeps changing on us, depending on what you read and who you listen to. This is making parents feel like they're doing a bad job. And worst of all, many parents today don't know who to trust for what is probably the most important job they'll ever have. So if you're the parent of a young child and you would like to feel clearer, more confident, and more at ease about your parenting decisions, then the Wise Parenting Academy can help you get there. With on-demand access to foundation lectures and seminars in digital, print, and audio, as well as exclusive one-on-one guidance from Dr. Solomon, the Wise Parenting Academy is the perfect next step to building the best long-term outcomes for your child. Come check us out at thewiseparentingacademy.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you will join us again.